Hey everybody, welcome to Ubaldi Reports. Well, Tuesday night was one for the ages. A reality TV star with no political experience, the bombastic and over-the-top rhetoric of Donald Trump won the presidential election, so he will be the next president of the United States. Now, Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton had all the advantages. She had many years of public service. First, she was first lady, then eight years as a U.S. senator from New York, four more years as um, secretary of state in the first term of Barack Obama. Then she was the wife of a former president. She had everything going for her. She had um, money, huge amount of money, strong political organization, a sitting U.S. president as Barack Obama actively campaigning for her. She had Vice President Joseph Biden, a former president in um, her husband, President Bill Clinton. She had top Democrats like Al Gore, Elizabeth Warren, and the media, well, the large portion of the media, which was shown by WikiLeaks, was in her corner doing everything they could to help Hillary Clinton go over the top and become the first woman president. Well, that wasn't to be. She, um, she lost and she lost in states that normally and typically vote um, Democratic. Donald Trump won the states that he needed to win, which was the big three, Ohio, Florida, and North Carolina. But then he picked off some blue states. He won Pennsylvania, which hasn't voted Republican since 1988. He won Michigan, hadn't voted for a Republican since 1988. He won Wisconsin. Wisconsin hasn't vo- had not voted for a Republican presidential candidate since 1984 in the second term or the second election for Ronald Reagan. So it was a stunning rebuke to the political establishment and not just from the Democrats, even Republicans never thought he had a chance to winning. Now, even myself in previous podcasts, I thought Hillary Clinton was going to be the nominee and my basis was off the Electoral College. The Electoral College favors the Democrats. There's 18 states that typically, in the last four or five election cycles, have voted Republican. And it stunned me to see that Donald Trump picked off those states that typically vote Democratic. So it's just the way this election goes. Now, the most glaring um, deficiency or glaring aspects of Clinton's defeat was her email server scandals. This is where she had a private server and a private email while she was Secretary of State. And the FBI and others have found numerous examples of classified materials were found on those servers. Then there was other contributions to her failure were the alleged corruption at the Clinton Foundation. This is where the Clinton Foundation was intermixed with the State Department. Many of her top aides had three jobs, the State Department, the Clinton Foundation, and a subsidiary of the Clinton Foundation at the Global, um, the Clinton Foundation Global Initiative was Teneo Corporation. And then you had a slowly recovering economy that has not recovered back from the financial collapse or near financial collapse back in 2008 and early 2009. The recovery started in June of 2009 by the, the federal government, but the growth of the economy has been virtually stagnant. It's been about 2%, and President Obama has presided over the weakest recovery from a deep 
uh, recession since the beginning, since the end of World War II. So that contributed. And then the other fatal fl- dagger in her campaign was on uh, November 1st, the enrollment period for Obamacare started. And even before that, President Obama stated, on average, people will see a 25% increase in their health care premiums. And some states are much, much higher than that. Now, because of that, that goes contrary to what the president has always been saying. He's been saying that with Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act, people would see their premiums drop. They would not be, they'd be having more money to, in their own personal pockets. They could keep their doctor. They can keep their plan. All of that proved false, and it would not impact the federal deficit. Well, the Congressional Budget Office has other things to say, that it did increase um, the federal debt and the federal budget deficit. So these all are all the things that eventually doomed her, um, her candidacy. And the thing that's strange, now I did this podcast not right after the election, because I think people were still in a state of shock because Donald Trump won. But it's who Donald Trump, who voted for Donald Trump. All the pollsters and media outlets and political pundits on both sides were, were wrong. And Donald Trump found that those voters who voted for him are very much those Reagan Democrats who are you know, blue-collar, union guys, just want to keep, you know, do things for their family, get a job, do things. And they were frustrated by the liberal establishment and the political establishment that benefited at their expense. Now, I was talking about this with someone regarding the Electoral College, how Clinton won the popular vote but lost the Electoral College. And I explained it to him that you just look at the map of the 2016 election and Clinton won on the coast, the big population centers. And he goes, oh, now I understand, because why would the founders set up a system? They set up a system knowing that they had to have the concerns of the small states. And it may not be a perfect system, but it works. But in that sense, if you look at the map, Clinton did really well in the Seattle area, the San Francisco Bay Area, Los Angeles, New York, all the big population centers. So, And they still, the media and the political point are from those who supported Hillary Clinton couldn't understand why and how Donald Trump could win. But the real reason is you listen to their arguments. Well, I didn't know anybody that voted for Donald Trump. And that's the crux of the problem. They would stick in their sequestered little world and they never branch it out. They never listened to anybody that had a different view. And even if you did express your viewpoints, if you had a different view than President Obama, you were always seen as, racist because you didn't like president because he's black or if you had something against Hillary Clinton always because she was a strong woman and if you, it seems like they were always painting the rural communities the blue collar workers who the democrats used to adhere to so basically anybody that works with their hands is seen as uneducated they don't really understand what we're trying to do and the democratic party went against its core roots and its core values and they um, center around themselves with the power elites, the media elites, the big individuals like out in California, we got the Zuckerbergs, um, everybody at Silicon Valley, um, Santa Monica, 
all the big wealthy individuals at the expense of the little guy. And this is the thing, the problem that I think Democrats and even Republicans went through this. The public is tired. They're not partisan. They're not Democrats or Republicans or conservatives or liberals. They're just rank and file people who've never even voted in a while. Some of them voted for the first time, but they were tired of being seeing their country change. And look what happened in the last eight years. I mean, President Obama came in with a groundwell of support. People, there was white people that voted for him. Otherwise, he wouldn't have won. And they trusted him that his hope and change uh, mantra in the 2008 presidential election would transform their lives. But all we got was much larger government. They pushed the stimulus program, which was a giveaway to Democratic special interests. They passed Dodd-Frank, which really crippled the capital markets for small businesses because Dodd-Frank was supposed to rein in the excesses of Wall Street. But the big banks are bigger now than they were in 2008. And the community-based banks, the ones that give money to small business, they've been forced out. There's only been one community bank that's been established since Dodd-Frank went into effect. And then the most controversial of all his programs was the um, Affordable Care Act. And like I stated in my intro, President Obama campaigned when he passed the Affordable Care Act that that would see in, um, a decrease in their premiums, a decrease in their deductibles. You could keep your plan if you liked it. You can keep your doctor if you liked it. That it all proved false. The whole premise of the Affordable Care Act is to take the, the young and the healthy to pay for the sick and the elderly. Well, the president did bring in 25 million people, 20 to 25 million people who didn't have health insurance into the healthcare system. The problem with that, could those 20 to 25 million people access healthcare? Yeah, you pay for it, but your premiums are so high that you can't afford the deductibles and the co-pays to get access to healthcare. So what they're doing is they're waiting longer and longer before they seek care or they go without until they actually need it. And the middle-class Americans were tired of paying for something that they're never getting. And this is what frustrated most Americans that voted for Donald Trump. And then the jobs weren't being created. Students are graduating with bigger and larger and larger debt. They graduate into an economy that's barely growing. And if they can find a job, it's less than what they did. Many of them are having to move home with their parents. And then if you go to the other extreme, if you're 45 to 50 years old to 55, you have experience, you have education, you have training, but you can't find a job. I know too many individuals who are in their 45 to 55 year old range and they can't find a job because they're always told you're overqualified, you're overqualified, you're just going to leave if something better comes along. So this is what confounded these Trump supporters and they were just tired. They may not liked all his bombastic and over-the-top rhetoric, but they were they were able to put that behind them and vote for him because they wanted something different. And he spoke to what their concerns were. He wasn't the most politically correct candidate. And then the Democrats put up the most fatally flawed candidate they could ever put up. In an anti-incumbent year or, an, or in a change election, they put up the, the mother of all of the establishment candidates. Hillary Clinton raised 
more money from Wall Street than all the presidential candidates combined. And you got to remember, there was like three, uh, three Democratic candidates and about 17 Republicans, and she gathered more money, almost 47 or $45 billion from these, I'm not to 45 billion, my mistake, $45 million from these, um, these entities. And people were disgusted by that. And then when the, um, the email scandal, that played a dividend in her trust, People just didn't trust her. And then when James Comey, we really sent the nail in in the coffin. James Comey, about two weeks, three weeks before the election, uh, the people were voting, came out and said, we're going to look at Hillary Clinton's email again because they found um, emails on a private computer that was between Uba Abedin, her top advisor, and Anthony Weiner, a congressman, retired, retired, an ex-congressman who got into trouble for sending uh, sexually explicit and lewd uh, pictures to to women. And then when they were started looking at, because he sent one to an underage girl, the FBI was looking at it, and then they found all these emails. So they started opening the investigation. But it took about two weeks before he decided, well, we're not going to pursue anything with her. But the damage was done because in that time, WikiLeaks came out with uh, damaging evidence that showed the collusion between the Justice Department and her campaign the collusion between the Justice Department and the State Department. President Obama was sending her emails after he denied he did this. And all the, then you saw the, def, the, the, um, the corruption at the State Department between the State Department, her aides, and the Clinton Foundation. And it just got to be, it got to be too much. And then you throw on top of the right, extreme high cost of health care, which was supposed to be the opposite. And her argument was, I'm going to expand Obamacare because that plays to the, the base of the Democratic Party, but to the, the rural voters or the rank of the middle class, that just cost them more money and more money. And this is the, one of the reasons why Donald Trump won on Tuesday. But it's amazing by listening to the comments on Facebook and Twitter and on um and online, you listen to the news reports, you listen to the political pundits, the media pundits, they're all not getting it. I mean, Hillary Clinton ran a campaign because I'm not as bad as that guy. She didn't give a vision. She didn't say what she would do differently. Even Chris Matthews was on MSNBC and he was talking with Rachel Maddows in a little focus group area. And he said, tell me what she ran on. She didn't run on border security. This is what these voters wanted. They're not racist. They see people coming across the border who don't have much education, taking jobs. She didn't talk about that. She just wanted them to come across. The Republicans, business leaders, they want the cheap labor and at the expense of um, middle America or middle class America. I mean, you got to look at it. There have been a, a couple change elections. 2006 was a change election. 2008 was with the election of Barack Obama. 2010, Republicans took the House. 2014, they took the Senate. And now we're at 2016. And they want something different. They see the Republican and Democratic parties as broke. And they they really changed direction and decided to take a chance on a reality TV star, billionaire, Donald Trump, no political experience. 
they feel he's not beholden to anybody. He doesn't need the money. He's a billionaire. How much more money does he need? So he's not beholden to these individuals. And he campaigned on, we got to do tax reform. We got to jumpstart the economy. And we said America loses at every step of the way. He made mention of the trade deals, which if you go to the Rust Belt states, you can see how, whether it's correct or not, but you can see how their lives are just destroyed. The Rust Belt states have lost its glory in the last number of decades. This is not just a, a, a repudiation of the President Obama, but this is going to be a repudiation of Republicans as well. And they wanted something different. And the difference is they elected Donald Trump to be the president. So everybody just needs to get over it. And it's kind of ironic. You listen now that there's demonstrations across the country. College students are taking time off and going through therapy rooms and how they just, how can they elect somebody? I looked at one post that I know of somebody who's liberal on Facebook and how stupid can Americans be? Well, the stupidity is, is the liberal elites, the pollsters, only analyze people that kind of shared their beliefs. If you had a different belief or you said you voted for, or going to vote for Donald Trump, you were harassed. And people were like, never told you how they were going to vote. And these were areas that are typically democratic. And I would also add in, look at the problems. You see these individuals protesting in our streets, burning our cities. You see police officers being shot. You have, um, I know police officers are shooting unarmed civilians, but that is in the course of their duty when these civilians are doing things that are illegal, even if some of them have guns. I mean, if you're a police officer, you come on the scene and someone moves your way, what do you think? You got a split second decision to make a decision. But they're always talked about they're racist. And you see these riots across the, the country, and even now, we're seeing riots um, in American cities over I'm not, he's not my president. And people are like, democracy works both ways. It works for you. There's candidates that I voted for that didn't win. And there's candidates I voted uh, against that did win. That's democracy. The American people, especially these millennials, need to get over it. But the liberals and the political establishment are set, centered and only Washington, New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago. But if you look at the media, they're only centered in these big urban centers. And if you look at the map, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, New York, Washington, D.C. But these individuals never get beyond their, their focus area. They need to get to the rural community. They need to get out and beyond. If you look at the map, most of the country is red. It's not blue. It's not liberal. It's not this ultra-liberal ideology that was pushed through by President Obama. And if you had anybody to blame in this election, one only has to look at Hillary Clinton. She's the one that had the private server. She's the one that had the private email address. She's the one that had classified material on these things. She's the one that intermingled the foundation with the State Department. They saw her as corrupt and people were tired. They wanted something different, and they got it. They got Donald Trump. So you can complain all you want about this election, but the establishment did not adhere to the um, the average voter, that middle-class voter. They see them telling us one thing, 
but they do another. They say, we want good public schools, but their kids go to private schools. They talk about the environment, but they then do things that are unenvironmental. They don't travel on Southwest or Delta or United like we do, like the peasants. They travel on corporate jets, private jets. They go all over the world and they tell us how we should be more students of the environment. So all these things added up to the, to the defeat of Hillary Clinton. And now we're seeing why Donald Trump won. So people need to realize you can't diss the vast majority of Americans. And Hillary Clinton did that when she said during the campaign a couple months ago, she called Trump um, supporters deplorables. So you're telling you're just you're you're criticizing voters as deplorables, as racist, as homophobic, xenophobic. President Obama did the same thing, and then you wonder why you get a different outcome. This is what you get. So if you don't adhere to your to all Americans, not just the ones that believe in what you're doing, but if you don't see all Americans' lives improving. This is what you get. And Hillary Clinton and the Democrats are too tied, as much as they wanted to say they're not, to big media, big corporations, and the power of elites like the Zuckerbergs, the Gates, the Steyers, the Soroses, the Buffets. This is what you get. So they have no one else but to blame. They spent $10 trillion with Obama, with Obamacare, the stimulus, Dot frank and we got a stagnant economy. So the people said, we got to try something different. So they went with Donald Trump. So to those who are listening, may not agree with this, but you got to get over it. Donald Trump's our president, and we'll give him our support. And hopefully he succeeds at what he's trying to do to revive America economically, make our image and standing abroad a little bit better than it has been the last eight years. So we'll, let's give him a chance and see what happens. And he knows, and the Republicans know, they now own it. So in two years, Democrats can come back and see if they can get some seats in the House or in the Senate. So we'll have to see what happens. But the Democrats have themselves to blame. They put up a very flawed candidate, and they treated most of Americans very dis, with disdain because they didn't adhere to their values. And these are just good people. They're not the urban center. They're just the rural country folks who believe in certain values, American values of, you know, going to church, being with their families, and they were dissed by the political establishment. So this is what you get. So we'll have to see how Donald Trump does. So keep on listening to you, Baldy Reports. We're going to keep doing this. Hey, if you get a chance, go, go get the new, my book I put out, The New Business Brigade. Why businesses need to hire veterans and the untapped resource they represent. Go to Stitcher and iTunes. Look up Ubaldi Reports. Let me know what you think of this podcast. Go to my website, Ubaldi Reports. You can go to my Twitter page, at Ubaldi Reports, my Facebook page. Let me know what you think. And I'll do a podcast on some of the um, items or issues that you're most concerned about. Hey, but America spoke. We just have to listen to the voice of the people. All right, thanks a lot. And until next time, keep listening to Ubaldi Reports.